so for me, most of my work, a lot of the work that I end up doing becomes all about documenting. Some of you may or may not see that I have an AirPod in my ear. That's because I'm recording this as audio and it will probably be cut either in its entirety or in pieces into podcasts and other content. Because if I'm here doing something, why wouldn't I use that? Why would I then go home and go, okay, I need to record a two hour video series about productivity or a two hour audio series about productivity. Why wouldn't I just go put it in my ear and record it as I go? For me, documenting is how I'm able to actually get my day done. I have a couple of podcasts. I've narrowed it down to a couple of podcasts, although I am about to start my third podcast. Here's how into podcasts I am. For those of you following me on Twitter, you already know the story. But one day, about a month and a half ago, I woke up from a dream where I was the host of a podcast about potato chips called Chip Off the Old Block, uh, where I discussed potato chip flavors, interesting uses for potato chips, the way that my tissue potato chips, all these different things. That's the, that's the vivid dream I had while I was sleeping. When I got up, I tweeted, ha-ha, isn't that funny? And it was probably the most discussed and shared tweet I've ever sent. And now I have to make a potato chip podcast. Uh, but the other podcasts that I have all came from the concept of documenting. As an only child who moved around a lot, I talked to myself. I've always talked to myself. My wife learned that my wife and I didn't live together before we got married. We literally bought a house. We were together for a very long time, but mostly in different cities. Bought a house, moved in together the day after we got married, and then she discovered some of these things. One of which was I grew up playing a lot of sports video games. I play NHL like I played it like Friday while I was waiting to get picked up. Um, and I talk to myself while I play. Not only do I just talk to myself. I play the role of both the players, the manager, the coaches. I conduct lengthy interviews with the players. Big game last night, Chris. Yeah, I know. We're just really trying to play our own game series together, get one win at a time. Ridiculous things. My wife learned this when I was doing the dishes one day, carrying on a, an interview with a fictional video game hockey player. Um, so I talk to myself all the time. One day, I dropped my kids off at my mom. She lives about an hour away outside Chester. And on the way back, I went, you know what? I used to do a podcast a long time ago. I'd love to do one again. And this is an opportunity where I have the time to do that. I don't have a nice studio. I don't have a nice microphone. I have a pair of regular corded Apple headphones, and I have an iPhone. So why don't I just press record and see what happens? Now, the car was a standard and I put the phone over here and had the headphone in my ear while I was recording. So there was this small issue of when I went to shift gears, I ripped the headphones out of my ear and threw my car, my phone across the car. After that, I figured out some things. And since I've got these AirPods, which let me record wirelessly when I'm driving, because my car, my, my podcast is called Riding in Cars with Cats. And it's almost always recorded in the 15 minutes of time I have driving from point A to point B. Because why not document it instead of wasting time with creation? The other podcast I have, which is more of a pop culture podcast, is called Mostly Spoilers. And it's a friend of mine who probably once a week 
sit around and argue with each other about inane pop culture things like how I don't like Shonda Rhimes. And I think she's really mean to her women characters about how I think that Star Wars, The Last Jedi was a really good movie and he doesn't about how I feel about board games, all these things. And finally, one day we just said, why don't we record this? So now when we sit down and we chat, we just put a phone down with a microphone that I have attached to it and we record it. And that's a podcast. So we spend all our time thinking that we don't have time to do these things, but we do have time. We just don't have time in the way that we think about it. And so if we start to rethink that time, you can change things. Uh, I have an app called No Notes. No Notes lets me record a phone conversation start to finish. So I will hop in my car, call a guy in New York that's a uh, works for a company called The Ready and record a phone call, and then that's gone. I'll be walking to the coffee shop, and I'll record a call with Ross Simmons, and that's a podcast episode. Um, because I use whatever time I have when I have it. I really like this picture. I really like hair. I don't have any. Uh, I used to have some. It was taken from me, and it actually was taken from me. I had the lead in two high school musicals. So the first one was Oklahoma. I played Curly, so they curled my hair, sprayed it like it was this huge mop of curly hair. I was like, this is awesome. And I got to go out and sing There's a Bright Golden Haze on the Meadow and Oklahoma and all these things. Then the next year we did Annie and I was Daddy Warbucks. And so they were like, we'd like to shave your head. Like, sure. So they, while the cast was shaving my head because they did it as a cast thing, they said, uh, your hairline is pretty far back. Uh, and my hair basically never grew back in properly. So I've been mostly bald since 20-something. Uh, luckily I have also multifocals and arthritis in my knee and my whole beard went gray. And sometimes parents on the playground think that I'm a grandparent picking up a child, which is why I wear cool hats and funky clothes and have a Wu-Tang toque that I wear all the time. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about goal setting because I think that there are some things we need to do differently about the way that we set goals. I really like when I'm working with clients, I always ask them to set one big, cherry, audacious goal. I ask them to set something that we might not succeed at. I ask them to set a goal that is what they would want to do if things worked out. And then I build everything backwards from that. So after they've set this big, hairy, audacious goal, we then set these quarterly goals that are all designed to feed into that. So they all are their own individual things, but they all have to feed that bigger goal. Um, so whether that's, I wanna write a book, whether that's, I want to make it to six figures in revenue, whether that's, I wanna make it to a thousand dollars in revenue. One of the things I wanna really stress, and we talked about this at the beginning again, is that your goals and where you're at are where you're at. There are people in this room who make a living from blogging. There are people in this room who make a living from podcasting. There are people who make a living from social media. There are people who don't, and you don't have to. And all your goals don't have to be tied to the idea of, I want to be presenting at this blog conference, or I want to make this much money off of blogs, or all these different things. 
your goals have to be tied to what you want to achieve. For me, most of my goals are a fine balance between I want to work as few hours as possible and be able to help out and support my family a little bit. My goals are not six-figure income. Honestly, I don't care. My wife does well. I'm able to help out. We have the things we want. It'd be nice to have a smidge of retirement and be able to have enough money so that we can offer that when our children put us in a home, they put us in a really nice one. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm not really interested in looking at someone else's goals and trying to copy those over. There are people who I look up to in Halifax and beyond that I'm probably not going to be. Ross Simmons. Ross Simmons is very much one of the major reasons I'm in business, period. Uh, I, when I was just getting started, I saw Ross speak at something and I reached out to him and said, is there any way you could sit down and have coffee with me and I could understand a little bit of what you do and I could explain a little bit of what I want to do? And if you know Ross, Ross was gracious enough to say, yeah, sure. And he drove out in a snowstorm to meet me at Starbucks in the Hydrostone to chat with me about what he did and why and how, and also to offer some advice on what I could do. Never once did Ross tie any of that into, if you want to make as much money as I'm making right now, these are the steps you need to do. He started every conversation with, what do you want to do? Okay, cool. Let's do that. Uh, last, about a year ago, I sat down with Ross and, and I asked him, is there any way you could sit down with me and I could take all the ridiculous ideas that are in my head and pour them out on the table and you can help me put them all back in and figure out which ones need to be left on the table and how I need to organize the rest of them? And he said, sure. This is when he was like three weeks away from expecting or like three months away from expecting his first baby. And he's like, sure. So we sat down. I bought her this cute little unicorn. You know, the plushie. What are the ones with the big eyes? Your kids have 400 of them. They always want another one. I got the unicorn version of that. And I said, it's because Ross is a unicorn. So, so would his baby be. Um, and we sat down and I poured out all these ideas. And some of them, the really great thing, Ross was like, that's a pretty dumb idea. Uh, you can do it. I don't think it's going to work. You're welcome to do it. Here's why I don't think it's a great idea, but here's some things I'm thinking of based on what you've told me that would help direct you. Uh, and some of the things that I'm doing today from a business perspective very much came out of that meeting. Things that I never thought were an idea for me to have as a business and have as a service came out of that meeting. That's another thing I really want to dig into you with this real quickly here, which is there are things that you do really well that other people don't do and could use your help doing. And whether you monetize that or whether you just provide that as something you want to do for a community, you do awesome things that people could use. I have a podcast producer. When we were sitting down, uh, he gets a small amount for me and I promote him and I built his website and all these things. And we sat down before I kind of got him on the roll with building his website, getting everything set up. And one of his first questions, like, do you think I provide a service that people need? And I was like, yeah, 
That's why I use you for that service. But so many of us don't realize that the, the, what we can do is valuable. We think like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I can take these really great pictures, but who's going to pay for that? And you're like, there are people doing a way worse job than you and getting paid for the things that you are good at. So crush the things you are good at. The idea that someone was going to pay me to write for them, like even before Yummy Mummy Club, I started writing for a company called Kula Partners. So Kula is a very, very large marketing company in Halifax. And I reached out to them because I saw they were looking for a writer. And I was like, I write things. And they were like, okay. I was like, I, I write blogs. Then they read some. And they were like, those are good. I was like, you pay for that? And they were like, yeah, quite well. And then I went and worked for Kula for a year and was like, oh, my God. Like, I've been doing something. And I haven't dug into how valuable it is to someone else. You know, the whole every man's trash is another man's treasure. It's 100% true when it comes to the services we're good at and the things that we can do for other people. So you don't have to make a million dollars off of those things, but you do need to dig into what things you can do that are valuable for other people because I guarantee you there is something that's there. I've never met anyone who doesn't have something to offer other people. Um, and so I'd really encourage you to do that. Would everyone like to get up and stretch their feet a little bit? I know it's, it's, you know, it's a longer session. So anyone who would like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get you to, if you want to, I'm going to get everybody to stand up. If you don't want to, don't stand up. No one has to do anything you don't want to do. Oh yeah. I'm going to do a yoga move. No one believes I can do this. I'm going to take my glasses off in case I can't. Hold on. All right, let's do a quick, hold on. Ah, I haven't done a lot of yoga this year. So one thing that I do want you to do while you're here and while you're standing for a second, one of the things I really, I write for a yoga studio on Oxford Street uh, called On The Mat. They're one of my favorite places to go. Really, really nice spot. And one of the things I wrote for them was this idea that I didn't know for a long time that I wasn't breathing like at all and then you'd sit for a while doing something and all of a sudden be like Phew. so one of the things that i realized was opening up for a breath feels really really great and so what i want you to do without punching everyone in the face is i want you to give yourself a little bit of space i want you to start with your hands down by your side like this Susie, i'm not as good an instructor as you but i'll try my very best so I want you to stand with your hands down like this by your sides, okay? This is called mountain pose. That's right, right? Yeah. And then what I want you to do is I want you to follow me. Take a big breath. Go way up. Bring your hands together. And bring them into the middle of your chest like this. We're going to do that one more time. So big up. I'm not going to make you do anything else. But I generally will say this as part of this. You need to spend more of your day breathing than you do. One of the things I did the very first time I took yoga classes is I would see them going from one move to the next. And I would go, okay, big deep breath. Now hold it and try and get over there. And you'd be like... And then when I started breathing, I realized, oh, 
that's what you should probably be doing while you're living. Uh, so this actually feeds very well into this next section. The next thing I want to talk about is something that I have never understood, and I recently came to the conclusion that uh, it's really something fantastic. So every six months or so, uh, I go to Ottawa to visit my best friend. That's my dad vacation because my job really is to be with the kids. So I get this vacation usually once or twice a year. Used to be we would go for the Super Bowl party. Um, now I sort of mix it up different ways. And the next time I'm going is the first time I'm taking my son, which is less of a vacation, but we're taking his first hockey game. So I think he'll enjoy it. But the last time I went, my best friend has a record player because he also has a beard and wears a lot of tubes and expensive socks and he's that guy. Um, and so we were listening to the miseducation of Lauren Hill, which is one of my all time favorite albums. I love Lauren. My, my son has now started asking like, can we listen to two Zion? And I'm like, yeah, we can. He also has been asking for a lot of Buster Rhymes and tech nine, but, uh, my best friend put on the miseducation of Lauren Hill album and we were, sitting, listening to it. And then the music stopped and he got up and he walked over and he flipped the record over and he put it back down. And I had this moment where I was like, dude, those are, those are Bluetooth speakers that you have. And I have the world's music collection on my phone. Why, why would you do it so that you have to walk over and flip this record over at the halfway juncture? What, like, why would you do that? It's so inconvenient. And he said, well, we're purposefully listening to this music. It's not background noise. This is an album that's very important for actually him and I. It's an album that we used to listen to a ton on the way to his parents' cottage. And it's an album that sort of reminds me of how wonderful it is to be around him. And I all of a sudden realized like, okay, so for, he's not one of these people who's like vinyl sounds better. And you're like, why? Because you like the sound of vacuuming. Um, he's not one of those people. I can't, I don't think it sounds better. I just can't. Um, but he is one of these people who says, when I'm going to listen to music like this, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to enjoy it. When the music ends, I'm going to get up and I'm going to flip it over and I'm going to listen to the other side of it. And I sort of realized that we move at this incredibly fast pace. Like I listen to music all day long, but half of it is just like, Hey, Apple play a playlist. I don't know who cares. And then I just listen to music that's random. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I discover good stuff. Sometimes I don't. Um, and so this idea of taking the time to flip the record is important. <laughs> 